2: leaping to make the catch out of bounds he has it for six he's got a knee-high snap looking left now over the middle he pump fakes he rolls to his right with connor barwin pursuing he knocks him down the ball is thrown up in the air and batted away incomplete the rams defense clinches it goff will come on the field for victory formation The Rams sideline across the field from us erupts in celebration. And so the playoffs are coming back to L.A. This January at the Coliseum. We not me versus the NFC. And for the first time since 2003, the Rams are NFC West champions.
4: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Managing Editor Derek Siapal with the man, the myth, the legend, the man with the Golden Dome, Norm Hightower, and little Stevie, Steve Ribeiro. It is a special night. Sue. He's a Ram. Guys, how you doing?
1: Ecstatic. It's a great day. Great day to be a Ram fan.
4: Ram fan.
1: And See, Ram player.
4: You can't. You can't even think right now. Your your head's spinning. Your rooms falling <laughs> apart.
1: <laughs> hey man, hell of a day. Markel Fultz is back. We got two. Beckham's on the way. I mean, what more do we want?
4: For those of you who don't know, uh, Steve's a, a Sixers fan. All you LA yeah. fans out there. The rest Me, of us, you know, we're just looking at him like he's weird.
1: Blaine but, and I are Sixers fans, oh, repping the Rams talk team.
4: Oh, good gosh. Vomit. All right. Um, before we move on, we, what we want to do here is, hey, please head on over to iTunes because it that five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. The uh, We've been getting some great feedback from folks on these reviews, and it's just helping us out, helping us grow. Our numbers are higher than ever. Which blows my mind because it's off season. We're not even regular season. So thank you very much. It's uh, pretty freaking awesome. Also, you can follow us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Android, Google Play, yeah, Google Play, and also we're on IVEatRadio.com. Wednesdays at ten a.m. and on weekends at ten a.m. So there you go. There's the whole spiel. We guys, we we waited a while here. We waited for this whole thing. This big. This big the long process just last night, Norm and I were just saying, Hey, calm down. It'll be all right. You know, (laughs) how do you guys feel? How do you analyze this?
5: Well, I, as I spoke to you before the podcast, Derek, I think we have potentially the best defensive tackle duo of all time. Time will tell on that, but on paper and, and all that, it it's. uh, it's pretty damn awesome. You you look at who we have on our defensive line now, and who we have in our secondary. Yeah, Russell Wilson's in tears right now. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> and I can't wait for for Sue to walk in the the locker room and 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 just holler to the top of his lungs. My name is Sue. How do you do? <laughs> it's, just, it's like Johnny
4: Cash said. Is Steve is Steve choking over there? I think so.
1: <laughs> that was a good one. I mean, look, man, when when you have the best player at his position, if not on that entire side of the ball, and you add another top five player at his position, maybe number two, I mean, I don't care how the math plays out. I don't know if Sue is a perfect fit for what the Rams need at a defensive line. It doesn't matter. Now you have two of the top five defensive linemen. You add in Brockers, who's probably starting, on 32 teams in the nfl and is a very good player zone right you can't double team if you double team both of them there's gonna be a guy open if it's a four-man rush i mean there are two guys that demand a double almost every play and when you put those guys together along with another defensive tackle who's no slouch that it's almost unguardable and norm like you said i think russell wilson might sign with the yankees in a couple of days full time
5: <laughs> it's uh it's funny too to look at uh, when you look at Sue's statistics going back since he was drafted, there's only I think there's only one year that he didn't play in all 16 games. So he's, I mean, you're not going to hurt the guy. And you got Aaron Donald, you know, the beast over there, and the two of them together with Brockers, who's been stepping up and playing phenomenal. This is going to be crazy. I can't wait. You know, you got you got our defensive backs locking down wide receivers and teams can't pass because there's nobody open. And then you got Sue and Donald and Brockers chasing you down in the backfield. Good God, this is going to be fun to watch.
4: Yeah. You know, there are there, the things you mentioned about Sue only missing two games. He wasn't even injured those two games. He was suspended. Mm-hmm. Did to his Tom Fulbright on the field. Yeah. I just wanted to use the word Tom Fulbright there just because I could, <laughs> but I, he's, he's, incredibly durable. One of the most durable players in the league. It's going to be really hard for any offense to even try and plan for them. Now, we did mention another thing in before podcast conversation. You said duo. We want to stress the words duo, because then if you start talking entire defensive lines, you start thinking, well, there's the fearsome foursome, and there's been several other great ones over the years as well. We're just talking duos right now, right now, defensive tackle. Is that right?
5: Yeah, just just two players side by side on the defensive line. I there there's some comparables out there, but I think potentially uh, these guys could be the top by the end of the season. And our Super Bowl odds have been going up, you know, in Vegas and all that stuff. And after today, I think they're going to go up even more. And and I don't think it's just Sue making that much of an impact. It's having such impactful players. On the same defensive line with that new secondary, you know, if we can sign some decent linebackers, we're going to be tough this year. And God forbid, God forbid we sign OBJ. Oh
1: my God. (laughs) We'll we'll definitely get to that. But uh, (laughs) in terms of linebackers, I mean, you put NFL caliber linebackers, they don't even have. Like, if they're starting level, borderline starting level, around those three guys in the defensive line and around those four guys in the secondary, I mean, you're good. Every team's going to have a weakness somewhere. If ours is linebackers, as long as we get some decent players in there, you know, we already got Mark Barron, if he's there when the season starts, who wasn't a great fit for the system, but at least a talented guy. And with how well the defensive line and the secondary built, that's all you need is just players that can play football.
5: Exactly. it It's 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 unbelievable to think of, you know, having a five time pro bowler next to Aaron Donald. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about that. You know, you got Aaron Donald, who's arguably the best player in football right now. Uh, by far, I think the best defensive lineman. And then you add a five five time pro bowler, three three time first team all pro uh God, how how do you how how do you defend this?
4: Well, there's a couple of thoughts too, and uh, I leave it to me. I have to be the guy who will throw, you know, water on the fire here, and folks don't take it this way, please. I'm. It's our job to be a little objective here. Norman's rolling his eyes at me, guys. We still don't know exactly how he'll fit. In the past, and I think of the Redskins in the early 2000s, and I think of other sports where teams have stacked, you know, you know, stacked teams up and they fell apart. We this team on paper is amazing. Defensive, they're amazing. Now we have to see if the chemistry works. Now we have to see if, you know, we we brought some guys on with some. I don't want to say bad characters because everybody's different. Every and. I'm not going to sit there and say Marcus Peters had bad character issues or or Sue had bad character issues. I'm not going there. But we know that these are powerful personalities, and we do not know yet how they're going to mix. If they mix well, this is a Super Bowl defense by far. If they don't mix well, uh-oh. I'm, yeah, just, pointing well, that, I'm just pointing that out. I'm not even saying I believe that. I'm just... Being objective about it, I'm just being. I'm just going to the other side, of playing devil's advocate a little bit.
5: Let the rocks out of your head; you'll be okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Sue picked to come here, you know, and he knows what he's getting to. He knows that the team has a lot invested in Aaron Donald, and part of the reason I'm sure he signed a one-year deal is because of that on both sides. So you got to think if he's choosing to come here, he's buying in. You now, with Marcus Peters, a little bit more questionable because. He didn't come here by choice. He was traded here. Tlaib is somewhere in the middle. He pretty much came here by choice. But, Sue, if he picked a sign here, he could have gone to Tennessee. He could have gone to New Orleans. He chose us. He knows what he's getting into, and I think he's ready for the for what's to come with this team.
4: Well, Ian well, Port did say that, that, well, he took less. He took yeah, less to come here.
1: On a short-term deal, which is, for him, he could have gone a couple of years, at least from the Jets, for more money
5: he's obviously in it to win it. And I think the point that I was going to make is you could, you could put two rookie linebackers behind this defensive line. And I wouldn't be surprised if they make the pro bowl this year, because with our defensive line, it's going to make our linebackers look good, even if they're bad. So I really think that by getting this deal done and you know getting Aaron Donald signed and getting all this stuff taken care of, and then filling in with the linebackers, uh, <laughs> we're going to be good.
1: Yeah, yeah. This defense, man, is it's crazy that it was one of the best defenses in the league last year, a pretty good amount of turnover, and now they're better.
5: Well, it's almost like you're playing Madden and you're just you can pick anybody you want. <laughs> And you put Sue and Donald and Brockers on the same defensive line. I mean, come on. Yeah,
4: well, the and then, only difference is a Madden. You're going to, you're, you will actually turn the salary cap mode off to get those players. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah and then yeah, after I'm, you get all those guys, you're like, let's go get Odell Beckham. Why not? We can do it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I really don't see that deal happening, but oh my God. I mean, think about that. If it did happen, that'd be crazy. You yeah. know, Beckham wants to be the, the number one paid player in the NFL and you know, the Rams have salary cap sure in the next couple of years, but they don't have it right now.
1: No. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I doubt that's going to happen too, but there's definitely a team that would trade for Odell and invest the big money in him. And while I would like to see the Rams do that, I think a, as much as this, the offensive system needs a number one receiver, like Watkins, I think, Odell's kind of, he's an Uber one receiver where he is, you know, the best of the best. And I think, you know, if, if he came here, I'd be ecstatic, obviously. And I don't, you know, if we gave up a first round pick for him, still be ecstatic, but he's a guy that would have to buy into being in a passing scheme where the ball gets spread around a lot. In Washington, they had four guys that caught the ball. They'd read, they had Crowder Garcon and Jackson. And any given game, one of those guys would have gotten uh, barely any targets. And it was, we saw a, a little toned down version last year with Gurley, cup woods and Watkins and Watkins was the guy that ultimately paid the price, even though he was the best out of the four on paper as a receiver, not as a player. But so if Beckham did come here there, he'd have to check his ego at the door a little bit. And rightfully so i I don't think he would want to do that. And in his position, in his career, he's one of the most t- top two or three, at least talented receivers in the NFL. He should be getting fed like he deserves. And I don't know if he would, if he came here, but like I said, if he came here, uh, throw those takes in the garbage, I'm all in.
4: Well, let's, let's, let's broach the numbers on that. But before we even go that far, let's go ahead and throw a shout out to our sponsors at the golden Ram barbershop, Sal Martinez, at 13755 Golden West Street, Westminster, California, 92683. I'm looking at Steve right now, and I can tell you Steve needs a haircut. He needs a haircut. Okay. <laughs> it gets worse. He, he, My gosh, the guy's a furball. Okay, he needs to make the trip over to Sal's Barbershop and have the full Rams conversation. The walls, all Rams jerseys, all Rams posters, pictures, you name it. And then you get in his chair and you talk football with this guy for a good half hour, and the guy knows his stuff. He's been there and done that like Norm has been, so on and so forth. The, the true, blue, real deal barbershop experience. Give him a call, 714-894-7267. Again, it's 714-894-7267. That's promo code Rams Talk, And get an appointment. Hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. 6 p.m. Saturdays, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m close on Sundays. One more time. The Golden Ram barbershop at 714-894-7267. Okay, just so you guys know numbers wise, right now this deal puts the Rams right around 14 million in salary cap. Now they're going to need about 20 million ish to re-sign Donald this summer if they wish. Mark Barron, if they release him post June 1st, is that's 9 million dollars back. So that'll put them back over 23 in cap space. I don't see how you can make a trade for OBJ, sign the extension he wants this year, and then expect to do Aaron Donald this year as well. I don't see how that happens. Unless Donald is willing to wait a year. I don't know. Thoughts?
1: You know, he could be willing to wait a year if they get Beckham, but I'm sure they'd be like, look, you're going to get paid. Like, there'd have to be an under the table agreement where even if something bad happens to Donald, they're going to give him his money regardless. With OBJ, I mean, if you could get a player like that, it's kind of one of those things where you just do it and you figure it out later. And, but, you know, I really think you're right. I think you got to keep Donald at all costs. I think if they were able to get Beckham, Obviously, they they have to move Barron, and I think you'd see some other moves start to happen, too, to clear cap. Because at all costs, if you get Beckham, you're going to want to keep Donald, too. But they, there's not really a path to keeping both of them long-term, and that would be the problem with trading for OBJ.
5: Yeah, there's there's I don't think there's any way they could do it. I mean, I'm expecting to see, like, trade alert, the Rams get Gerald McCoy for the defensive line. No. I mean, God, you just—it's—it's it's crazy. When I when I heard the OBJ rumors today, I was thinking, well, maybe they're thinking about doing that if they don't think they're going to get Sue. And then not too long after that, I get the alert, Sue's a Ram. I'm like, well, there goes OBJ. There's no way they're going to be able to do both. I don't see how it's possible, especially since OBJ wants to be the highest plate, you know, paid player in the NFL. Uh, and like you, you said, Steve, he's going to have to check his ego at the door. And I don't, I don't really think he wants to, and I don't blame him if he doesn't, because he's, he's got the hype right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to just stick with the, the Sue madness right now and just go, Holy crap. We've got arguably one of the best defensive fronts in football, arguably one of the best defensive backfields in football. And start looking at what we're going to do next in the draft. Cause it, it's going to be crazy for sure.
4: I'm going to float something out there for you guys. And tell me if I am wearing a tenfold hat, if I've completely lost my marbles, which you'll probably tell me anyways, but just tell me, okay. I think the Rams got in on OBJ on purpose. I think that they, I'm, let's just put it this way. The moment it gets out that OBJ could be traded, Tell me that the rest of the league wasn't calling the the Giants, too. I'm sure they were. So why, of all the teams calling the Giants, it's only the Rams that make the New York Daily News today about it? Why? Well, uh, I I think it was something that they leaked to get Sue to say, listen, you need to sign or we're going to move on.
1: It's not a a bad
4: theory. Teams,
1: Teams leak that stuff all the time, and that would make sense.
4: Couple hours later, show lo and behold, Sue's a Ram. I'm just saying. I'm not saying they did it, but it wouldn't surprise me. And it kind of it honestly in this somewhat diabolical world of the NFL, it makes sense. Listen, you got if you if you're not if you're not gonna sign, fine, but we still have to move on. You know, so hey, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and, and, and make that call on OBJ. But given the fact the Rams do have a lot of cat base next year, I can't even then rule it out going for him they would have to move a lot of things around they would have to do a lot of weird weird stuff with the roster they'd have to renegotiate some people they'd have to see if Aaron Donald would be willing to wait a bit longer but I can't outright dismiss them going after him a number one receiver on this team right now makes them to me the best team in the NFL by far
1: and if you're not even going to proactively see what the market is for him then you're not doing your job because a guy like that doesn't come on the market very often. So when a guy like Sammy Watkins came on the market last year, the Rams jumped all over it. And Beckham is Watkins. You know, we've argued at least me and Derek for Watkins a lot and that he's a really good player, but he's not even on the same tier or even close to the same tier as Beckham. Beckham is in another world talent wise. So when a guy like that comes to the market, you have to at least see what the value is and try and, make a move on him if, if you can, if the price is right. And part, like you said, it's definitely possible that they leaked it to try and pressure Sue into signing or it's possible they it just got leaked too. And they're actually interested in them. You never know.
5: I, I'm loving Twitter tonight though. I'm sitting here looking at, they got Russell Wilson in tears. <laughs> I I'm just, I'm, I see that. And I'm thinking, you know, he probably really is. He, he probably really is reacting that way. And then they got a guy from, uh, from the Simpsons standing there wetting his pants. <laughs> I mean, Twitter is going nuts. It's awesome. I, I'm this is this is the fun time to be a Rams fan and a fun time to cover the Rams. And you know, we talked about it last night in our podcast on you know, early in the early in the league year before free agency opened. You know, you got blockbuster trade, blockbuster trade, and you're going, oh, my God, the Rams are just killing it right now. And then it was like silence. (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, oh, my God. And then, okay, Sue might be coming. And then people are freaking out and blowing their tops and, you know, losing their lids and everything over the fact that he hadn't signed yet. And we're like, oh, just chill out. It's all right. You know, he'll make up his mind soon. And then the next day, boom, Sue's a Ram. And now it's all the hype again. So it's been crazy. I'm loving it. I'm really loving
4: it. Yeah, you're a McDonald's fan.
5: I'm loving it. Um, (laughs) Just... (laughs) Leave leave it to Derek to have food on his mind. (laughs) Hey,
1: you (laughs) guys remember when our off-seasons used to be uh, signing Cortland Finnegan and Jared Cook and getting really excited about it, and now we're just getting all pros left and right? Like, what a a weird turn. Even a year ago, like, if I told you a year ago that we would win the division and then load up on three different all pros in the off-season to make a run to the Super Bowl, like... Be like, all right, slow your roll, man. Don't be that optimistic. But here we are.
4: It was a big deal to get Cortland Finnegan. Now, let's just be honest. That was the <laughs> it signing.
1: Somebody came to us.
4: <laughs> it's like it's like that meme with um when uh, Dave Chappelle was doing Rick James, and he's like, "Come in, come to me, come to me, come to me." By the way, I gotta say this I'm gonna forget. I'm, I'm bouncing around. Sorry, guys. I'm bouncing around a little bit. But if any of you have been the Jim Everett. Twitter tonight. His his tweet is the funniest one I've seen. And he's talking about Les Snead. You know, he's got a picture of a guy with an x-ray, and he's got bowling balls for cojones in the picture. And it's freaking hilarious. And talking about the job that Les Snead's done. And one, we we love Jim Everett here. A friend of the show, for sure. Um, But two, is that not true? That dude came into this offseason with some iron you know to do what he's done
1: oh absolutely and with this move especially what i've always loved about Les need is he's always gone for the best player available whether it's the draft or free agency not as much in terms of going for need just going for just guys that can ball and the two most notable ones were when he drafted aaron donald and todd Gurley, who weren't pressing needs for the team at all in either position and He sees those guys going to be future studs. He takes them. They changed the course of this franchise. This offseason, we needed linebackers. We might have needed another wide receiver. Maybe could have gotten a new lineman or two. And here we are getting another defensive tackle. And rightfully so, because this guy is a monster. And you're putting him next to another monster. We got King Kong Godzilla on the offensive line, man. We just got two beasts. Like, (laughs) you can't go wrong with that. King
5: Kong Godzilla? This is not Mothra.
1: Well, I'm taking the top two. Yeah, uh, top two, the best of the best.
5: Oh God, Derek! I just saw that Jim Everett tweet. That is awesome.
4: <laughs> I had the Rams talk account retweet it, guys. I and mean, so you, you must follow Jim Everett, guys. If you're not following Rams great Jim Everett, then then you don't belong on Twitter. Go follow him. Okay, a um, couple more things here. Steve, one of the reasons we wait for Steve on the show tonight was because Steve is currently working in New York. Are you allowed to say who you work for?
1: Yeah, I work for the NBA. Wow. I don't know how much I can get into details, but that is he works for the NBA. Uh, what so, I'm doing.
4: You know, the, the competition league. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> the better so, league, no offense. Oh, what? Then the NFL? Oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. Don't yeah. say that. On I'm not SM saying the that podcast. I like,
1: well, the Rams are the best team, but, I mean, well, I got to rent my brand.
4: Okay, well, true, that's who you work for. But you're in New York, you you are close to, you see the Giants news every day, the Jets news every day. Um, What is the response overall you're seeing about the OBJ rumors?
1: Nobody wants to trade him. I mean, I haven't seen any Giants fan who's like, OBJ scrub, get rid of him. Like, Even even if you're going to rebuild, you know, in the NBA, if your team's looking to blow it up, you know, and you got a star player, you can get a haul for him. And it makes sense because in the NBA, you it makes sense to gut your team, get a lottery pick or two, because one lottery pick can change the course of your franchise for 10 year. The NFL, it's not that easy. You have You have to have 22 guys who can play well. In the NBA, you need five and you really only need one or two. So unless you're going to get two or three first round picks for Beckham – it doesn't make sense to move on from that guy right now. Unless you are dead set on this guy's gone, you're going to get rid of him. And obviously Giants fans are not thrilled with this. And I think that, you know, they wouldn't be too upset with kind of going all in on the rebuild, but at the same time, like they've already got that second overall pick. They get a quarterback that can really put them back on the map. They don't need to blow it up. And if you're going to draft a quarterback, why would you take away his best chance at developing quickly, which is throwing the ball to Beckham. So yeah, people, uh, people are not. I don't think anyone would be happy if Beckham got moved, unless it was for like an RG three level haul.
4: Well, how are they feeling about his overall behavior? I mean, he's been been caught doing some weird things of late, or allegedly doing some weird things of late. Is that affecting the possibility the team could trade him? Are they getting tired of him overall? I know that obviously the fans aren't, but as a team. You know, and and one more question to add on to that is with all those issues in mind, would he do well in L.A. if by chance some kind of trade were to ever happen?
1: Yeah, obviously he had a questionable video about this offseason. Um, I don't need to go into detail either here, but if you want to look it up. So Giants uh, Smith's probably not thrilled about that. That's not something you want to see your best player doing at all but it's a guy like that they don't come around that often and you want to get him better under your roof than have him go somewhere else and get better and you know just really come around and hurt you in the long run with Beckham he's kind of like Gronk in a bit where he he does some stuff off the field but it doesn't normally affect how he is on the field and that's I think if you know if he's okay, okay enough in New York. I don't think the L.A. scene would really be as be that detrimental to him. He's the guy that when he's out there, you know, he had a couple shaky games early in this season, but when he's out there, he balls and he goes hard. He's a fierce competitor. He's the guy that you want to go to war with. I think Giants fans know that. And obviously, when news comes out like that about your star player, it's never good. You're never happy about it, but. When you believe in a guy that's as good as Beckham is, you this you gotta roll with the punches and go from there and have his back and help him get better and help him really get his head in the game, which when it's when he's on the field, it's almost always in the game. He gets angry, he gets frustrated, but he doesn't quit that often. And I say that often because he has before, but not not as much. If he was on a team like l a and they were rolling. And he was getting his touches. I think he'd be fine.
5: Did we lose Derek? No, I was waiting for you. <laughs>
1: <He laughs> we went-
5: talked the while. Well, you were asking Steve questions, so I was that's, like, that's "Okay, true. I'm just, I'm gonna sit here and listen because Steve's the New York expert." <laughs> 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 what do you got on OBJ? I I just. I don't. I haven't really wasted much time thinking about it because it's just not going to happen. There's just no way the Rams can afford him. So <laughs> I really haven't thought that much about it. To be honest with you, it was a it was a pipe dream when it was announced. I think you're absolutely right when you said that uh, you think the Rams did it to to get Sue's attention. And uh, if that's what they did, good going because they they got him to sign. So as far as OBJ goes, he's not coming to the Rams. It's it's a pipe dream. Most people thought that about Sue, too. So,
1: who yeah, knows? who knows? But I'm uh, not putting anything past the Rams after this offseason. This has been just ridiculous bomb after bomb of just crazy moves. If that comes the next year to drop, I wouldn't even be shocked. It's been that weird.
5: Yeah, but I think now you're to the point where salary cap is a big deal. Getting Aaron Donald under contracts a big deal. Figuring out who we're going to have play linebackers is a big deal. And I just don't think they have the money to go out and splash too much more. So I I, I haven't put a lot of thought into OBJ because of that.
4: Yeah. But guys, I'm going to say this. It's not completely out of the realm. If they can move some money around, it's odds are low. And please don't take this as me saying it's going to happen. But if let's just say they, they make the deal for OBJ, okay, and he's gonna cost you what? Almost twenty million a year. Oh, if they if he gets the extension, probably somewhere around there. So then you go off and you are gonna have to you know cut Baron on June first, and then you're gonna have to restructure some contracts for next year and so on and so forth. It's possible. Freaking you're, hard, but you're talking it's about possible
5: having to... You're talking about having two players on our team that add up into over $40 million in cap space.
4: Well, that all it means is you're not going to have Jack for death in the end.
5: You're you're not. You're going to basically have a two-man team out there if that's the case. So it it just doesn't seem feasible. And the the Rams have too many guys coming up on contracts to really restructure much. I I just don't see it happening. And, And, you know, if they figure out a way to pull it off, great. But... You know, I'm, I'm just thrilled at what we have now and I'm looking, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the draft now. I mean, this is, this is probably one of the most important drafts the Rams have had in a very long time.
1: And as crazy as it sounds, I think we're going to draft all defensive players pretty much.
5: They really do. I mean, they might go after a receiver and, you know, I know you guys are big on, on Sammy Watkins and. And, you know, I used to be, and I still don't think he's a bad player, but I really think with the combination of players that we have now on the team, that I don't really think we need to go out and get a wide receiver Uh, with, we don't need to go out and get a wide receiver like OBJ, because we can't afford him. We can't afford him now or in the future, so... You know, I think Josh Reynolds and, you know, maybe this will be Tavon year to step up. I mean, we've been saying that for a long time. So, you know, it's probably not going to happen. But if it does, great. But you got Robert Woods, who played like a number one receiver last year. You got Cooper Cup, who obviously didn't play like a rookie. And you, you've got some other talent there in the wide receiver core with the Rams. So I really don't see it as being a huge need. And if our defense is as tough as... We think they're going to be the Rams offense is going to have the football a whole lot more and that just makes their odds a lot better. So I think you're right. I think we could, we could absolutely see them draft maybe uh, four or five inside and outside linebackers in the draft. I mean, I wouldn't shock me a bit.
1: No, not at all. I think what it was more for Watkins with me is what his gravity brought to the offense in that, you put a guy there on the outside as good as Watkins and you have to Stevens has had to pay attention to him. And that's why I was kinda of hoping that, you know, we don't I agree with you, you don't need an OBJ splash. I was kinda of hoping for a guy like Terrell Pryor, who as bad of a year as he had last year, if he's on the outside, you gotta pay attention to that guy. And he kind of would have filled in a way what ended up ultimately being Sammy Watkins' role, even though he's not as good as Sammy Watkins. I think if you put a guy like Josh Reynolds out there and no disrespect to Josh Reynolds, it's going to draw most of the premier corner attention towards Cup and Woods. And I think part of the reason why they flourished last year was because they didn't have that attention on them, and they were able to eat defenses in, alive in the middle of the field. So I no, we don't need OBJ, but I would like to get a guy who's a real threat on the outside, and it could be Reynolds. I don't, I'm not ready to say it is because I haven't seen enough of him. But yeah, it could be someone from in house.
5: Well, you know, gonna, they, they re-signed Tavon just for that reason. <laughs> it's not Tavon. I will say that adamantly. <laughs> well, I'm going
4: to throw some at you, this. And, and uh, uh, just a thought here, too, is what if they do come underneath and they st- they do start covering Cooper, cover Robert Woods, and then Josh Reynolds burns them? He might not be as dynamic a route runner or the overall talent level that Watkins has. And you can go to film and see how talented Watkins is. I mean, thats he just didn't work out with Goff. And I'm telling you right now, if, if he'd stayed, if he had stayed, they would have fixed it. They've been fine this year. But he didn't. But I'm going to throw this out there. It's not going to take much if Reynolds is putting the work in and actually developing the skills we know he has. It's not going to take much for him to be enough of that deep threat to open things back up again for Woods, and and Cup, just burn, just burn a few times. Now we've seen players step up from oblivion, become something. Marcus Colston, when was he? Where was he drafted? I think seventh round from the Saints.
1: At a Hofstra, they don't even have a football program. Yeah. I think he was okay. sixth round.
4: Yeah, okay. sixth or seventh round. So Victor Victor Cruz, what was he when he became a star?
1: I don't think he got drafted. So he wore. A single digit number in the preseason.
4: Exactly. So, you know, receivers they're they're sometimes a mystery. They sometimes develop late. And if they found it, it, this diamond in the rough in Josh Reynolds and he just burns them a couple of times, we'll see those underneath
1: routes open more. Yeah. I mean that's what I hope happens. I just I'm not ready to commit to Josh Reynolds that hard yet. And I think I've seen, and I don't, I'm not saying you guys are doing I've seen people who are like, he's got this. Like he, He'll step right in and like, you can't say that Yeah, We haven't, we've barely seen anything of this guy. I think he's got the potential to at least fill in in the, the Watkins type role. He's not Watkins. I don't think he will be Watkins, but in what will pretty much come down to being a fourth option, as long as he could just draw gravity to the outside, I think that's what we need. And Reynolds could be the guy, and I hope he is, but I wouldn't mind bringing in, like you said, Derek, maybe take a shot on a guy late in the draft, Let's see what happens.
5: Yeah, I think they will do that. I, I think they will go with a wide receiver at some point, you know, somebody that's got some size and speed. But uh, teams didn't really expect Todd Gurley to have the kind of year receiving that he had last year either. So, you know, you throw that into the mix and that changes everything as well. I don't see an issue with Josh Reynolds, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Uh, playing out there Gerald Everett I think is going to like Derek said in previous podcasts I think he's going to step up and start being a little more dynamic this year if Todd Gurley can continue to play the way that he did this last year I think we have enough especially if we have a defense that's getting the ball in their hands a lot And and I think that's the winning formula you know defense wins championships and obviously we talked about it we're in a window where we could be really darn good. And now we are really darn good. I I really think this is where they go for it. And they, there's too many holes in the defense still at linebacker. They're going to have to draft some, they're going to either that, or they're going to have to pick up some one year free agents that they can, you know, that are serviceable, that they can pay a little less money to. But uh, I really think they're going to have to fill that role through the draft. And, you know, with the amount of picks that we have later I may they may try to move up now and and get a, a better linebacker than we expected. If they hadn't signed Sue, I actually thought they were going to move up and go after Vita Vea. But I don't know that they'll do that now. I don't think they will. Uh, so I really think they have a shot at maybe going after one of the higher end linebackers. Which one? Who knows? You could. You really have to break it down Wade Phillips style, and that's hard to do because he can he'll he'll pick some players that we may not pick. Uh, because they they have different talent sets or different they fit his scheme better things like that so I really think the draft is where they're going to go for it this year and uh, I'm hoping I get to go and and watch it in person and it'd be it'd be awesome.
4: Oh, you better go. Might as well see you in Mexico too <laughs> for the Kansas City game. All right, so we're gonna bring this bring this full circle here. We we started off defense veered off to offense came back, come back to defense as well. Uh, right now we're looking at our three down linemen. Brockers, Sue, and, of course, the incomparable Aaron Donald are secondary, probably on paper the best of the league. LaMarcus Joyner, John Johnson, Marcus Peters, and Aqib Talib. Linebackers now, we don't even have a definitive starter. We think Samson Epicom is going to be that guy. One of them. One of them. So you need three more you have a first-round draft pick that's going to be 23, and everybody on planet Earth is going to know the Rams are targeting a linebacker. Tell me I'm wrong here, guys. Am I wrong? I mean, they're going to be targeting a linebacker, then you're picking third, I mean, in mean, third round. So they have to really hit on these things, right? I mean, they, they they can't swing you miss on this.
5: They can't, and it's probably going to mean they're going to have to do some moving around.
1: Yeah, well, I think... What do we pick, 23, 24?
4: Yeah,
1: 23. So you can get a starter there, I think, at linebacker. We got Alec Ogletree in the 30s. So I think if they get a starter in the first round, it would be nice to be able to move back up into the second, but I I think they'll be all right. And really, our edge rushers are going to have the easiest job in the NFL next year. Like those guys, if they can just be able to get to the quarterback on a clear path, that's, that's all we're asking for those guys because the other three boys in that line are going to be asked to do a lot. And I think they're going to do a lot. So really, I think getting another inside linebacker, whether it's next to Barron or replacing Barron, that's who they should target in the first round. Derek, I think you're right. Everybody is going to know that. And hopefully we don't get jumped.
5: Well, bringing in Ramek Wilson also helped, uh, he, you know, he's not necessarily what most people would call an NFL starter. But he did start games and did fill the role very well. So we, we we probably might see him right now if if they you know, if they do they don't bring any free agent linebackers in and all they do is draft. I think you'll see Wilson play a lot. Uh, our options are open there. It's just you know, the way this offseason's gone, who who the heck knows what they're gonna do. So it, it's gonna be exciting to see and there, you know, the mock drafters right now have got to be going nuts because, you know, now now what? Now what are they going to do for the Rams? Because, you know, they were, they had all these different ideas and then Sue Sue came into the picture and things started to change. Now Sue signed. You know, every mock drafter is going to have to go out and do a whole new edition now just because of the Rams. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens this year at the draft for the Rams. And, you know, you're all right. They all know what we need. And, you know, I... I that's where you need those uh, bowling balls, you know, for uh, <laughs> for a pair because you're going to have to see something happen.
4: Well, and it's not just the Rams either, by the way. I mean, like we I mentioned this just last night, I don't remember a draft where so much has been unsettled. Like in the past, for many years, mock drafts came pretty close to being the same. I and mean, you generally knew where a person was going to be picked. This time around, we have no freaking clue. The Browns have been active. We now we we've seen the Jets get active. We the Bills we can assume are going to move up. They're we're going to see a run a quarterback somewhere. Who knows what's going to happen? This is one of those years where you can just sit there and throw darts at a wall, and, and maybe maybe it'll hit somewhere.
5: I think you can see four out of the first five picks be quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. it's Not impossible.
4: And that's good for the Rams. The more quarterbacks in the first round, the better.
1: Who? Yep. Wait, who picks five?
4: Um,
1: I believe that's now. No, the Colts are six. I'm pretty sure the Jets are six. And I'm pulling this up.
4: Well, the Jets moved up to three, right? Yeah. The yeah. Jets, that's... Denver.
1: Okay, Denver's five. Yeah, so I guess you could see four quarterbacks.
4: Yep. Well, I think Denver will trade down. I think Denver's going to trade down, probably to the Bills. If the, if the quarterback, the bills of one is there. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you could also see who
5: else the Cardinals well, move up.
1: Yeah. And I don't think it's a sure thing that the giants are going to draft a quarterback. I'd say it's likely, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's definitive.
5: I think the giants are going after a particular running back that everybody's been talking yeah. about.
4: Really? Gee, who would that be? <laughs>
5: Gosh.
1: Great. Mason.
4: Mason. <laughs> hey he wants to play again you know
1: hey i hope so man he had a he had a weird run here i i would root for him if he came back
4: well i i he keeps his sanity first and then we'll talk about playing football
1: well that that's what i'm rooting for
5: well maybe well, cleveland maybe cleveland will take two quarterbacks <laughs> yeah I would, they're, I, they're oh, one geez. and four <laughs> yeah
1: the I can't believe that that's like a thing that people are saying might happen. Like that, that's not gonna happen. That'll never happen.
4: I think they're gonna take, they're gonna take either if Barkley's there, they may take Barkley, but I think they'll probably take make it Fitzpatrick if at four. If he's there, that's what they'll probably do. They they need secondary help so bad, And, and of course, hey, they went and got our boy. Hopefully he can stay healthy Mr. e. j. Gaines they went and got yeah. him for a pretty cheap price, but they still need some safety help and they they have another safety in there now too so I think that they'll go after Fitzpatrick if Chubb falls maybe they maybe they take Chubb we'll see yep all right guys i are we i mean I think we've covered it all, and let you know we can turn to Twitter and see if Lesney's done something in the last forty five minutes we can hope right <laughs> nothing oh okay. so any
5: final thoughts? My name is Sue. How do you do?
1: (laughs) It's a great day, man. I
5: had that running through my head
4: all day today. (laughs) I think someone actually put the whole song on Facebook earlier. It was on Twitter. It was on Twitter. All right. So we're heading off, folks. We're going to be on later this week. We're going to do a a full Sue breakdown. Get the numbers out there for you. We'll, you know, our big dog here, Norm, will will break down his role in the defensive line. What we, what we can expect to see from him, and how he'll fit with Aaron Donald. So later this week, we'll, we'll get down the X and O's, tonight it. tonight was just about the reactions. Again, hey, follow us, please. Follow us. Review us, please. Five-star reviews. We had that contest. 50 dollars gift certificate for NFLshop.com. Reviews on iTunes. Subscribe. Also on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Android, Google Play, and of course, we're on the air, iBeatRadio.com, on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. and on the weekends as well. Check it out.
5: And sometimes other days of the week, too, we get surprised. We get surprised yeah. when we get put on there, especially when we have breaking news like this. So we might be on tomorrow on IE Beat Radio for all we know.
1: And there you hey, go. That'd be cool.
4: All right, guys. Well, for Steve, for Norm, we'll see you soon.
5: Adios.
1: Peace.